The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Streaming radio 24-7. Um, today is the 7th of February, 2018. Um, you know, as I always say, stand up, take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth, and repeat, I am a winner, I am a champion, I am unstoppable. Add anything you want to that because it is so vitally important to changing what's going on in your mind. We're talking about rewiring. I just got off the phone talking to a gentleman here um, that we've been working with on the sand dune, Mark. Uh, Mark has Parkinson's, and I've been testing a lot of things, not only with the sand dune, and everyone knows the feet to the brain is a major connection, but also the hands to the brain are. So we're talking maybe about getting them over here again and doing some uh, really, really direct uh, training to these areas, and we're going to let you know what's going on. But we're still in discussion about a few things. Um, also, too, go out to FiorellaBarbellCo.com, Winners and Champions, Inc. Hey. You want 14 modules that are going to change your life that are very reasonably priced, and I will work with you on any of the stuff, go out there. Also, prosperity consciousness. As I said, you don't come from like, you don't come with life from lack, but you have to survive, you know, and we're going to bring this gentleman in momentarily. We've got Ken Nowicki on with us. Um, Ken can tell you as an entrepreneur. You're constantly facing things all the time. You want to get over these hurdles. You want to become very money um, sufficient and be able to do the things you want to do. So when I talk about that, go out and look at that. You'll understand where we're coming from. All Everything there that you can donate to the show or to Fiorella Barbell Company is there. We have put out 800 podcasts in a little over three years and asked very little. And a lot of people have donated. But anything you can do right now, because we are really hitting the wall. But you know something with me? We're always going to survive, because when you have love for something, it never goes away. And it teaches you a style of confidence that I've never seen in my life before. And that's why we talk about strength resolve from the weight room. And I think we're going to get into a lot of this today. But next... Um, go out to MotivationMuscle.com. Look at all the shows Ken and I have done, and I've, I'm going to talk to all these different people soon. We're going to start bundling things, and we'll work out a process where they'll get a percentage too. But we're probably going to do a few things that nobody will be able to get out there unless you buy the product. Because I just feel right now we have got such information. I mean, I've got... An encyclopedia, you know, people talk about writing books. I got a, I got books all over the place that are scattered, half written, quarter written. Um, I think it's great, but my book is Motivation and Muscle here, and I don't think there's a better book I could ever write. But we'll see what happens down the road. Also, too, go out to our free newsletter on Eminem. I wrote one yesterday. It was all about our brand new Manly Men's page. It's called the Manly Men's Movement on FiorellaBarbellCo.com. And as I say, Never apologize for being a man. And I mean that. It's time men gather their balls, what's left of them, and let's go. 
Let's ride, man. It's time. It's been 40 years that men have just taken a beating. All right? And we're going to get into this more. We're going to probably hit some of this today, too. We're going to be all over the map. Okay. Also, too, don't forget, Fiorella Barbell Company. Real men, real strength, real power. Um, go out and look at all the film. And I put that film up yesterday about, uh, I think it was called The Four... I don't remember the name of it now. Well, it all it, it all goes. It's on FiorellaBarbellCo.com. It's a brand new um, video I did in the blog posting. It talks about the sandbag, the stones, um, the dumbbells, and the barbell, and basically what these implements mean. And if they're used properly and trained properly. You can take a 135-pound soaking wet individual and turn them into a 300-pound behemoth. But it's years, and it's a lot of fun to do, and we might even talk about that today. Before I bring Ken, oh, one other thing. Uh, Russell Fur, who's been on the show many times, and you hear me talk about him at the end of the show, um, he has just become an entrepreneur, and we wish him well. Because just about everybody on here is an entrepreneur. And he said his wife was pretty nervous about bills. Well, I got news for you. Every month, I'm just scratching by with bills. It's a part of entrepreneurship, but you will get there. And I believe all of us will be wherever we want to be, whether it's monetary, happy, all. It's all there. So uh, good luck, Russell, and we look forward to speaking with you. All right, Milo. April 1996, Volume 4, Number 1. This came from a podcast I did solo about seven weeks ago called Fortitude for Attitude. And I thanked the great Anthony DeTillo, who's no longer with us, at least in, uh, in a, to be able to look one another at one another. Uh, John McKean, who I'm working on right now on a meat project called Mashing Middies. And, of course, Steve Jack, who I don't know. If I never saw that video of Husafel in 94. Who knows if I ever would even put my hands around a stone. We'll never know that, but the deal is I did. I've been to Iceland twice, and I plan on going again this year. If a tree falls, if a tree falls in the forest, are you man enough to move it? By the end of the first week of medieval lit, I knew I was in trouble. Oh, I could handle the term papers and most of the old English. I was, however, having trouble relating to my classmates. We'd read legends of heroic knights and warriors, epic poetry of steadfast seafarers, and yet, when class dismissed, they'd prance to the sweet shop for coffee and cream puffs, while I, frothing at the mouth and battle-ready, would bolt to the nearest field to throw hammers and stones. Why? I was inspired. Inspiration is not a passive word. It is built on the Latin root for spiritus, from which we get spirit and literally means breath or inhale. Yogis and pearl divers aside, there's not a lot to be gained from holding one's breath. I believe it is equally futile to stockpile one's mental arsenal and never wage war. Now back to our tree. It seems to have fallen and blocked your path. Some will no doubt stand around quibbling as to whether it actually made a sound. How about you? And it's got a picture below. Steve Jack lifts, one after the other, the two blue stones of Old Daly Carrick, Scotland. I'll tell you right now, if that doesn't set your soul on fire and make you think, I don't know what does. And before I bring Ken in, you know, Ken is one hell of a lifter and a gentleman to begin with. I really enjoy Ken, and, and 
you know, it's been at least a couple of years he's been with us, and I hope he's with us for the next 30. But you look at this. The show I'm going to do with Ken, I mean a major force in the world of everything out there with strength and you name it. Karma Caputo, the show we did on masculinity yesterday, which will be up tomorrow. I just put the show up I did with Ryan Stewart called Manhood Stones as he's going to Iceland to take on the Husafel, and he, I know right now he's going to Latra too. I don't know from there. He's going in May. If I can pull it off, I'm going to meet him and his wife there. I'm telling you right now. I am so antsy to go, you wouldn't believe it. And then the day before that, that went up. Bill Crawford. We talked about Full Sturker, his powerlifting team of young men. And we, we did a pressing show that was incredible. Plus, we gave you a movement that Zadrunas Avicus gave to Bill, which is incredible, where he says he, he credits it for building his overhead power. And he's got to be probably, if not the best, one-two in overhead. And, of course, before that, we did Dr. William Wong, where does your spine have a voice, or does your voice have a spine? So who's putting out stuff like this? I don't know. And it doesn't matter. This stuff is just unstoppable. So I'm going to give you a little info about Ken here. Let me just get this up. And here it goes. Number one, he's a strong man. He's a gym owner. Uh, owner of knsstrongman.com. He's of Scottish descent. And the youngest person at age 17 to lift the Dinny Stones. Incredible feat of strength, man. I mean, to think you're going to take that with you to the netherworld is just unbelievable. Ken, welcome. It's always an honor to have you back, brother, and um, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Eric. Always, man. Um, give out anything I missed, uh, obviously uh, your gym URL, all that, and we're going to get started, my friend. So the gym's uh, Recovery Athletics, Recovery with a K. Uh, we're based in Vancouver, Washington, just on the border from... Um, uh, Portland, Oregon, and twenty-four uh, hour uh, elite strength facility. God, that, uh, you know, and that's the first thing we're going to break into because we're going to be all over today. All right, Ken. Obviously, you know, you've got degree, college degree. You, you know, obviously, KNS strongman. You've been involved in everything. I mean, at seventeen, to lift <laughs> stones of that magnitude is just unbelievable. Entrepreneurship, though you're you're going, you are in right now a very rough business. I think. I mean, rough in respect because a lot of people don't know their ass from a hole in the ground with a gym. And and the first thing about entrepreneurship, because um, just lifting weights isn't going to get to where you want to go with your business. You really have to have a flair for this. And we talk about the love and the passion and all that. So tell me and everybody. What does entrepreneurship mean to you? And you are in, I, I mean, I've seen the pictures of your gym. It looks outstanding, and I wish I could come today and take uh, partake in some of that. But, okay, entrepreneurship, why and why the gym business? Well, I mean, entrepreneurship simply because uh, I um, didn't, didn't want to, didn't want to you know, work for somebody else. Yeah. You know? yep. Simple as that. You know, I am. Um, as you said, I have a degree. I have a degree in uh, chemical engineering, mm-hmm. and uh, halfway through that degree, I lost my father. And yep. um, you know, I just, I just made, maybe reevaluate life and uh, what I want to do with my life, and uh, you know, you know what, what I wanted from life, basically. And I didn't want to sit at a desk for an oil company and uh, you know make the money. 
I didn't yeah. want to sit there because I saw my dad was in oil and I saw all the sort of stresses and all that sort of stuff and what that led to. And uh, I just didn't want to, I didn't want to do it. I wanted to make a difference to, to somebody, you know, and, yeah. and hopefully more than one person, but at least one person, you know. And, um, you know, I when I got out of college, I worked in clubs for a while and then I uh, moved to the States and, and retrained in sports therapy. And... You know, I started my own thing in uh, in Colorado, and then I got the opportunity to move out to out to Washington, and I did it. You know, and I opened up the gym at the same time, and basically the the gym, you know, was a way to one give myself somewhere to train. Yeah, because uh, I've always had, you know, I have trained with Brian Shaw and stuff like that, and yep, um, you know, you when you when you train with an elite level athlete, you end up sort of wanting more than, than what you can typically get in, in other gyms, you know? Mm-hmm. So I decided that, well, you know, if I'm going to do a, 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 a treatment clinic, you know, for the therapy stuff, why don't I do a gym at the same time? It all interrelates. Um, so that's what I did. You know, I, I, I opened a 2,400-square-foot facility, um, a lot of specialized equipment between, you know, strongman stuff and Olympic lifting, powerlifting, yep. Um, you know, bodybuilding to an extent. I mean, there's enough. There's enough stuff in the gym where you know you can do that. We don't have a ton of don't have a ton of machines and cables and all that stuff. But you know, if you want to be bodybuilding in there, you can easily do it. Yeah. Hey, you and, know. Um, go ahead, brother. Go ahead. I was just saying, and I just you know, I, I wanted more. You know, I wanted more, and it wasn't like a my, the decision to open a gym wasn't like I want a gym, so I'm going to have it. It's like you know, I sat and thought about it a long time, and um. I mean, it's a lot of stress. Let me get. Let me tell you that off the bat. You know, it's a, it's a hell of a lot of stress trying to balance everything, especially just starting out. You know, so it's not it's not like you know you open a gym and and you're uh, you're there and you're making money straight hand over fist straight out the gate. You know, right, right, absolutely. Um, you know, it's interesting though. Um, you know, you said it. It was something that you wanted to do. You reevaluated your life when your dad passed away. Um. I understand that totally, and, and and the thing is with most people, you know, a lot there's a lot of people out there with talent that just go through their life silent about it because it's fear, and it is, you know, you know, you're walking into something you don't know what could happen. Um, it's the same way with me. You, you're fighting and clawing every day. You see a little bit of return, and then you have more go out the door, but. There is a mechanism that ends up happening, and I and I that's what I'll ask you next. Time. I want to ask you something about entrepreneurship too. Um, I'm going to just talk about me, and then I'll see what you say to this. Uh, you start reaching a, a, a point in your life where now, if you're really dedicated to this, and, and this is what you want, um, there's going to be a change in everything as you go along because you're constantly going to be bombarded with this, that, and the other thing. You've got to be a person that can change on the fly. Sometimes you make the right move. Sometimes you get hit in the face. That's life in general. But what I found now is there are things sometimes that really piss me off, but it's not a lot anymore. Why? Because I know whenever anything happens, something else is going to happen right for me. And that's kind of a thing that as an entrepreneur – You've got to start believing and get used to it because the only way you're going to find this truly is you're going to have to get in there and almost get buried alive and and, and dig yourself out with your hands. And I'm not saying this 
in jest either. I mean this. Because if you don't, you're going to be like so many others on the side of the road. Now, I want to ask you this. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit, but I know I, you can handle this. And then I want you to comment on what I just said. I've talked to you enough over the years right now. To, uh, my thoughts of you is definitely you, you, you're a slugger. Um, you come from good stock where you were born and came over here, obviously. And I know when you talk that you mean what you say. But as a gym owner, what does Ken Nowicki bring to the market better than anybody else? Well, I mean, really, if you just look at it from a strongman perspective, mm-hmm. I've literally been doing um, or you no know, training. I've been training over half my life. You yep. know, I'm, you know, I'm not even, I'm not even thirty yet. Yep. You know, I've, I've been training 17, 18, 17, 18 years. Mm-hmm. You know, a strongman perspective, I've been doing strongman since two thousand six. Yeah. So again, 12 years, you know, 12th year, 13th year, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. in, in the sport. And, you know, it's just a different eye. You know, I mean, there's there's sort of gym owners around that, you know, they want to open a gym just just because, you know, yep. oh, I want to open a gym because I want to open a gym. I like to lift weights. That's not enough. Yep. That's, that's, not, that's not a good enough reason to open a gym. Nope. You know, like you need to find out what your why is. You know, for me, I... Yeah, I enjoy it and everything else, but I want to change, um, change, change something for somebody, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's still not happened yet. Um, but you know, for me, eventually, when everything gets going more, obviously, we're still full right now. Just starting out, we've only been open for, uh, me think, really, only been open for a month. Really, yeah, a month, six weeks, um, no, eight weeks maybe at the most. But I have, I still have equipment waiting to be delivered, you know? Sure. So I really say I'm actually open, you know? There's a couple of things still need to be delivered. Yep. Um, but no, we are, we're, we're growing, but, uh, you know, for me, I want to, I want to do outreach stuff, you know, like work with, work with, you know, maybe younger, younger adolescents who say, you know, like maybe, maybe from a, a not, not as, not as, not as well off background who, you know, they can't afford to go to whatever gym. And, sure. You know, maybe a high school football football player who can't afford to go to this gym or can't afford to do that. I'm like, hey, you know, come in here. Yep. Let's let's. What what's your what's your dream? Like, okay, your dream is to play college. Your dream is to play NFL. Whatever. Let's let's do what we can to make that happen. You know, and, and yep. that's what to me that's what giving giving back means. You know, like like trying to create something bigger than yourself to, to help somebody rather than just help yourself. You know, I think there's a lot of gym owners out there who are like, I'm going to open a gym and I'm going to have a bunch of members and I'm going to make a bunch of money. To me, the gym's not, the gym's not the earner. Right. The gym is there, the gym is there to, um, you know, I can give myself somewhere to train mm-hmm. to, you know, to, to give a facility to people where they can improve themselves too. And then I have other revenue streams, which are the earners, you know? Right, right. The gym's not there, because I'm not, I'm, like, from a membership-based gym, you're never going to earn a bunch of money, you right, know? Right, right. So that's the way, for me, it's all about, you know, giving back and, uh, you know, trying to trying to be a force of um, uh, support and 
Yeah, and I think, too, I mean, let's face it, the gym will bring people in, and there's going to be, obviously, other people maybe even outside that would like you to train them. You know, it could be Skype. It could be anything. Obviously, you come out with your own product lines of things. I mean, those are other revenue streams where people, you know, you, you would hope that they would come in, and if you're giving them a good shake, they will invest in you, and that's the way to do it. I mean, the creativity of, of marketing anything has ha- has to have something that's going to draw you in. Um, and, you know, that's business. I mean, let's face it, none of us want to, you know, we love offering solutions and helping people, but at the end of the day, we got to get paid too. And that's one thing I think in physical culture and whatever you want to call all this, I think a lot of people don't understand that. You know, it's like, okay, put it out and give it to me. Well, it's one thing to put things out, but on the other hand, too, I talked about prosperity consciousness. You know, it goes against basically every law that's out there in the world. I'm talking intention-wise, receiving-wise, whatever. You never keep giving. Because you're doing something wrong. Because when you give, you need to receive back. That's how it works for people so they both get it. And it's a very important thing when you're an entrepreneur to do that. But also, too, what do you feel like when I was talking prior to we when we went over to uh, what you bring to the market better? Um, you've been through enough stuff. Um, what do you feel when you continuously get a left, right, and sometimes one of the no's with the business or with training or anything. Um, after a while, I, I said, you know, I almost put my hands up and say, come on. What, what's your feeling with all that? Say that again, sorry? Look. Like, how, how do I keep going? Yeah, I mean, you know, look, it, you've gotten smashed on your back. We know it. You know, I'm not saying physically by somebody, but – you know, when you're in this stuff and involved in it, and sometimes you're almost in quicksand some days, but and it happens over a long period of time. You know, your gives, your takes. What 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 happens to a, a guy? Like, all right, let's talk about your your mindset, how you think. I said, I put my hands up and say, "Come on, I, I, let's go." What do you think about uh, that type of direction with your business? For me. It simply comes back to what you want in life. Yep. You know, I think, and, and, and I, when I say this, um, I don't mean just in terms of business. Uh, what I mean when I'm about to say this is like, I don't, it, it's, it's anything you want. You know, yep. if you, if you want to achieve something in training, if you want to achieve something financially in business, you know, be it self-employed or not, you know, if you're self-employed, obviously the stakes are higher. Um, if it's a relationship, you know, anything. If you want it, and you truly believe that is what is meant for you, then you don't stop. Right. You don't stop, no matter how hard it gets, no matter how tired you get, no matter how many times you get told no. Mm-hmm. If you believe it, you have to keep going. Yeah, because you know what? I'll be the first to admit, you know, like yourself, I mean, you maybe have some people working with you now, but, um, you know, I've been a one-man show for a long time. The road at times can get pretty lonely out there, let me tell you. Um, but you know what? What's happened with me is 
have always been, you know, my parents always brought us up to be, you know, somewhat self-sufficient, obviously, because, you know, you're not going to be with them the rest of their life, not unless you come back and take care of one of them. But the thing is, what I have found with me more than anything is, um, I don't wait around for people anymore. I just go do it. Because, you know what, you could be sitting there on your hands for six months waiting for an answer. Um, these are the things that have transpired with me. It's And sometimes people get very offended by it. But, you know something, it's your business and it's your responsibility, not somebody else's. You better damn well know that before you even throw your hat in the ring. Because if not, you're done. And you're going to go down very quick, and whatever you've put into something is going to go with it. And I, I try to tell people, you know, they'll say, well, what do you think about business? And I was like, well, I'm still here, and I love it. I said, you know, like Ken said in the beginning, he didn't want to work for somebody. I had, like him, after they laid us all off, and I knew that, the market around here was not going to be probably what I wanted unless it was another state agency to get in. And I was not going to travel doing IT out of a suitcase. It was just done, man. It was over. I mean, it paid great and it got me to this point, but it, it was not, it was not going to go where I wanted to go anymore because, yep, the if I was working that, I probably would have been to Iceland five times by now. But the next time I go is going to get the monkey off my back, and it will be the greatest voyage of my life regardless. So there's give and take like you wouldn't believe. And, you know, I can't speak for Ken, but I'm a pretty aggressive individual, and I want things now, man. I I mean, I want Eminem and FBC to be multimillion-dollar companies right now. Right now. Now, that's important to me. Some people say, well, money doesn't matter. Well, let me give you a news bulletin, okay? Because I like to call people genius, and I mean that in a respective way. You're not going to do shit without money. I, I want to, if you don't know that, I'm going to give you a, a hard clue right now. Kenny wants to expand his gym. What's he going to do it with? I mean, the guy's a handsome guy, but he ain't going to get his gym shit with his face. All right? Same way with me. Not going to happen. I want to upgrade to a, a live radio show. You got to have money. You got to build your empire. You need money to do it. How many people like Ken's talking? I'd let he wants to donate time, get a kid in the gym, help him out, create a great life for him. He can do that, but without money, he can't open those doors. Okay, so. The fact is, I understand, well, I don't want it for the money. Well, you're going to find out damn soon you do want some of it for the money. It's the only way individuals like us can take our message and expand it. I just found out the other day, I said, M&M is in Brazil and um, Italy now. Okay? Think about that. We are now an internationally marketed show. I don't know where that could go. Who knows? But the point of the matter is, this is branching out more and more, and you can't get your message, and you can't get your gym, and you can't help people if you don't have the cash to do it. I can tell you this. It's very painful running a business on a shoestring month to month, but here's the thing. When you got both feet into commitment, you're going to get by no matter what. Go ahead, Ken. Take it. I think you're very right. I think you're absolutely right. Um and that's why, you know, I think, I think, um, 
a number I've heard before is that any millionaire has seven, at least seven revenue streams. Oh yeah. And um, you know you're you're completely right. You know with um, with wanting to give back to people, it's all well and good, but eventually if you can't if you if you can't live yourself, you're not going to give back to anybody. Exactly. And I mean that on a personal level too. You know the relationship wise. If you're yeah. If, if, you're not doing well in the business. Yep. What's the point of of of, of somebody being with you? You know, if you're yep. if you're creating more stress in your relationship because of um, you know financial worries. Yep. Really, what use are you? You know, and it's the same thing for for um, for business. You know, like whatever your goals are. You know, if it's to give back to, to a younger athlete and help them achieve their dreams. Great, but. If you're donating all your time and you're not making any money, you're not going to do that, you know. Yep. No, so I for agree. Me, for me, that's the that's the reason why it's like okay, I have therapy, I have online coaching, in person coaching, um, you know, the gym membership, um, so some retail stuff. Like everything is everything aside from the gym memberships really is there to. To bring in revenue, the gym membership, in my opinion, is there to pay the rent for the gym. Yeah, absolutely. You know, pay, yep. Pay the, yep. And you know, hopefully, pay the rent for the house. Yep. If you get it busy enough. Yep. Apart from that, like you're never going to make. You know, really, if you just cross-reference it, you know, what's a an average gym membership? Call it fifty bucks a month. Right. You know, then cross-reference that to an average personal training, but fifty bucks an hour. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. You you you, per, you personal train somebody once a week. Yep. Two hundred dollars. Yep. You just have them in your gym. There's fifty bucks a month. You know. Well, let me let me tell you something that I do here. Now I know you said fifty an hour. I charge fifty a half an hour. I'll tell you why. Yeah. And then I'm going to tell you something you already know too. I'm sure. But this is very interesting. With all we were talking about relationship and all that. Uh, the reason why I do that a half an hour and I require them to come twice a week. Okay. Um, yeah. I feel people's attention spans in the beginning especially are only a half an hour. And yeah. and that $50 will cover other things, obviously. You know, if they call me and they got questions, I'm not going to charge them. Um, and I that has worked out very well for me because, you know, you've got to look at an individual in a, in a whole way. You know, a lot of people, you and I both know, have paid a lot of money for product, a lot of money for coaching, and got nothing out of it. Now, I can't blame every coach because a lot of people I see them here, I dismiss them. They don't bring anything. They want you to basically carry their jock strap, and that's the way it is. Well, you know something? I used to do a lot more of it, but I'll tell you right now, folks, training people can be very draining on you mentally because – I know I, I can't speak for Ken, but I can speak for myself. I come into things the way I would train, which you can't really do with people because you'll scare the shit out of them, basically, or they just won't get it. And that's a whole nother show in itself. But getting to entrepreneurship here, um, since I've been in business, I've gone through three relationships. I've talked before about I've lost friends and family um, because the feedback a lot of times is, well, you know, you haven't hit your gold dust and your green dust. Why bother? And it's like I am the wrong person to say that to. That could get you hurt 
with me if you do if you get in my face and I had a couple people do that and it almost blew out bad. I mean, I, you know, that's neither here nor there. Relationships. You know, girls want you to basically the majority of them and you know, they have they have a right to some of it, you know, uh how come we can't go here or why aren't, you know, I'd like to get this, why can't you do that? And I'm like because right now I am building an empire here, and when we went out, I thought you understood that. You know, you also understand that I, I work some freaky hours. Um, a lot of times my mind is wandering, creating, or writing, or whatever. That doesn't mean you're not included, but um, there's going to be it's going to be a different relationship from anything you've ever had. I guarantee you. That doesn't mean I think less of you or love you less. But that's the way it is. And, you know, it might start all out all right, but the next thing you know, you're getting, well, you know, we got to sit down and talk. So when you get that, that, that could be one or two things. But I'll say the latter of the two is this. You know, um, I don't, I just don't think we can go on like this. I'm not getting attention or, you know, there's things I want to do or maybe we want to live together. I will tell you this. I will never live with another woman again. If it's somebody I really want to be with and somebody wants me, I'll, I'll get married. I'm not ever doing that catastrophe ever again. Your furniture's gone, your shit's out on the side, whatever, all right? Not doing it anymore. These are things I'm telling you that I have learned. So being in entrepreneurship has dividends upon dividends upon dividends, but there's a lot of people that don't get it, and there's a lot of self-serving bastards out there. I'll tell you that right now. Um, you have to learn to cut yourself off. And I've had people send things to me and say, why do you say that? Well, you look, my mental stability and not going to prison for ripping your throat out is much more important to me. And not only that, I'm going bigger and better places, folks. And you know what? If you want to live that life, good for you. But don't try to jam that down my throat or hold it over me that, you know, we can't have a family or relationship because you're too involved with this. Well, what would happen if I married you? We'd be divorced in six months, all right? Go ahead, Ken, take it. But that's what I've been going through the last four-plus years now. I mean, I think um, with that stuff, you're you're probably right. You know, I think... um, I think to have a successful business and yeah. be in a relationship as well, you need to be with somebody who who understands that vision. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and I think it's, I think it's very rare. Yeah, I, I agree with you, brother. I totally agree with you 100%. And I don't like talking like that either. But I've just been, the last few, they're, I don't know. I, I you know, I, I don't know about people anymore in a lot of ways either. But go ahead, take it away. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I mean I think I just think it's very rare, you know, I think yeah. um yep. and I think at times I think we're um what would the word be? I think we're guilty of self sabotage, to be honest. I think we're guilty of um projecting our fears of what we want to achieve and, and, and being very scared about not achieving them and we project that into, into something else which then causes relationships to be strained from different and ultimately ruined in, in by one way or another. 
You know, I think um, I think to be an entrepreneur, you need to be um, uh, narcissistic, egotistical, yeah, selfish, whatever you want to call it. You know, yep. um, because if you're not going to do your, if, you, if you're not going to try and achieve what you want, and um, you know what. Like, no one's going to do it for you. You know, you're just going to no. have to sit in there. That's what's going to happen. Yep. Um, and at times, that's the, the crappy part of it all is, you know, you don't realize what you've got because you're too busy. Um, you're too busy with the business or whatever, and, you know, maybe things pop up, maybe other people get in the way, whatever. Yep, yep. It's a crappy situation to be in. You're trying to build something... Um, by yourself, yeah, having no support structure at all. No, nope. it's not a nice place. Um, it's very hard. It's very tiring, mentally, emotional, no emotionally, mentally, physically, everything. Yeah, I said. Go ahead. I just said. I was going to say. Oh, I, I just think that if we, as people, whether you're um, an entrepreneur, self-employed, employed by a big company, whatever. I think as people and as human beings, we need to very much open our eyes and see what's in front of us. Yeah. Uh, and we're, we're, we're very, we're very stupid at times. Yeah. Look, you know what I do a lot of times, you know, obviously I love visualizing things. I mean, I've thought multiple times, where do you want to build a log cabin? Well, I, I really like, and I want to go visit Jackson Hole, Wyoming. All right. What could be better than building something on some land and all you're doing is staring at snow-capped mountains all day? You know, you're going out and checking out elk and every other thing. That's where I want to be. Or, or on the other, on the flip side, it wouldn't be bad living right on the water. Uh, we got beautiful places up here in Lake George. I mean, um, I, I'm not a big New York State lover because of not only the taxation, but I don't like their politics at all. All right. But um, Sandy Bay is a beautiful part of Lake George, New York. I, I would love to live right on Lake George. I mean, very expensive, but I'm planning on having the collateral. I don't care. There's a few things that you like to invest in, and your home is one of the big ones. I mean, that's where you're going to live. That's where I'm going to run my business out of, obviously. And, you know, I've thought things out a million times. I mean, you know, I want to have, obviously, a log cabin gym, big barn. You know, I want to have a small foundry in there to beat steel against anvils. I want to have the dirt floor like they had in Rocky Four when he went, quote, unquote, to Russia. Um, you know, and all kinds of really wild things in there, things that I've envisioned, things that, you know, if I was a welder, I'd be, my yard would look like uh, Steelville. You know, I mean, that's how my mind works. And, you know, um, I like that I, I like that ability to be able to do things like that and, and, and to go out. You know, entrepreneurship, a lot of times I said it can be a lonely road. Um, you got to be very um, confident and sufficient in who you are. And you can't plan on leaning on others unless you've got somebody that tight with you that no matter what thick and thin they're with you no matter what and that that's a hard sell nowadays it it's a different world with a lot of things and the way people feel and there's a lot of self-centered people out for themselves and let's face it 
read anything out there, the majority of people don't want to see you succeed. I, I, I don't like saying things like this either, but there's been enough studies, there's been enough chatter from people that, you know what, two things you don't do to people is you don't tell them a lot of your personal stuff because it'll blow up in your face eventually. And if people even smell blood in the water, they're like, well, you know, I knew they couldn't do that. You know, look, it was a big waste of time. And you know what? You know what their whole problem is? They're fearful of everything. They're fearful of their own shadow. So when somebody either makes it or goes up in flames, and I hope temporarily... Well, you know, here, here's when they make it. Well, you know, they were cheating the system or they knew somebody or whatever. Okay, and then obviously if you hit the ground running and you don't get back up for a little while, it's like I said before. Well, you know, I didn't think they could do it. They just never seemed like, and you know, big dream, you know, the dreamer, you know. and all, I've heard tons of this shit from people. That's why I'm not with these people anymore because the only ones you surround yourselves with are people who are comparable and better than you. It's like we were talking about with Carmen yesterday with masculinity and we were talking about the whole notion now of everything that's going on in the world with Hollywood, which I have no identification with. The last movie I saw... Let me think. Was uh, the, my favorite Hulk in two thousand eight with Ed Norton? He was the baddest ass Hulk they ever put on the screen. Um, I don't care about going to any of that shit. I'm strong enough. I don't need those people to influence me in the ways they do. So all the shit going on with the women now there, and of course political stuff with women and all that. And you know, I'm not a guy that condones any of that behavior. But there's more than one side of the story, and I and not every man the way he's been portrayed is a piece of garbage. And Carmen was telling me recently, you know, he holds doors for women because he said he still sees his mother's uh, spirit coming at him and kicking him in the butt and saying, why aren't you doing that? He said, women have said to him, uh, I don't need you to hold a door for me. I've had people say that to me, women. I snap the door right in their face and keep walking. I was like, okay, very good. That you don't want that, and I had I, I met up with some women over the uh, Thanksgiving Christmas uh, time, and we were I don't know how that subject came up, and they said to me I wish it would go away, and I'm like, well, don't you know every guy you know they're portraying as? They said, do you know that guys now in where they're all in business, private business. Most guys won't even make eye contact with them, and she said. I don't hear compliments anymore, and there's nobody asking anybody out. And I said, look, you can't have it both ways. No one is condoning any of this behavior, whether it's male or female. But see what you do? You go out after people trying to cut their friggin' heads right off them and tell them they're no damn good. And this was what spurred all this manliness movement we're doing on FBC. And I'm going to bring this in right in with Ken right now. You know, Ken? You're a grown man. You've dated enough women. And you see what's going on now. You know, this all goes with everything we're talking about. Where Where is all this going now? Is this going to become now just like all we do is text and don't talk? We have virtual girlfriends. Now we have robotic things that will take care of anybody's needs. Where are we now? Where are we going? Your guess is as good as mine. I mean, um, in terms of the whole holding doors open and all that stuff, I'll still do it. Mm-hmm. If people don't don't like it, whatever. I mean, I'm not gonna. I, I I'm not one to, you know, snap back or whatever. You know, like. Yep. You know, okay. 
if 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 I'm in a in a you know argument or whatever, and something gets said, yeah, okay, I'll snap a little bit, or I'll snap, but like you know, bite back a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I'll hold doors. You know, I'll you know carry the damn groceries, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I'm very much of the opinion that when you meet somebody, yeah. And um, you know that they're your person. Yep. You just know. And, you know, here's the other thing. Even if they're your person, you might might fuck up. Yeah, yep, 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 yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, I don't want to say highly likely, but, you know, you can. And I've been there. Yeah. And and uh, I've been there, you know? Yeah. And it's um, it's a lonely place. Yeah, you know it's a very lonely place, and um, just you, you know you spend a lot of time wondering. Yeah. What, what if? What um, you know whatever, and um, the the sort of thinking in my my opinion about it all is that if that, if, if 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 it's meant to be, it's meant to be. You know. Yeah, I agree totally. Um. It's a crappy place, but you know, if it's meant to be, then you know, you guys will figure it out. And you know, then you. But it's it's also a time for self reflection. You know, like if yeah. you screw something up, why did you screw it up? Yep. What can you do better yourself as a person? Yep. Instead of sitting there getting all like, oh, I screwed this up, blah, 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 cry baby, and you yeah, know, it's like, okay, if, if 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 you get told go away, don't talk to me. Yep. Then do it. Go focus on you. Yep. Focus on what your goals are. Yep. Focus on self improvement. And um, if it's right, then when they see that change, then they'll come back. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I'll tell you this. You made a good point there about, you know, when you, you're going to examine things. And, you know, how many guys do we know and girls that a relationship goes south and they go in the toilet? And this was really interesting. I remember reading this, and it's so true. It'll say, you know, um, a guy will know that he is fully confident and he's arrived as a man of masculinity when, number one, when you date, you should never date downward. You should always date the top girl out there, no matter whether you feel you could go out with her or not. And I'll explain this quickly because I remember in college, one of my, I talk about him all the time, Frank Klein on the show. I remember talking to him one day about, you know, we were talking about girls and who you going out with and this and that. And there were a couple of girls there that were really sharp. I mean, real sharp. And he was telling me, do you know, most of the guys here won't even ask him out. And he was very friendly with them. Their fathers were all entrepreneurs and all that. It was all in business. And um, they would come to Mr. Klein and say to him, I can't understand. I No guys will ask me out. And see, this is the thing. Guys don't think they can date up. And here's something I want to tell you guys. There's a lot of good-looking women that got nobody. They might look the best. They might carry themselves the best. They might say all the best things. And they could have a job where they're, order, you know, maybe they're entrepreneurs or they, maybe they're making 100 k a year. But you know what? They got nobody. And here's what I want to tell you all. 
You know when you you know when you know that you've got your masculinity is when you can go out with a woman like that who's got every advantage out there to do whatever she wants, and she walks out on you, and you don't care. That's when you're the ultimate confident masculine man. And when you can do that, you'll find that you can do anything in the world because there's just too many guys out there that are weepy and melancholy and all that. You know what? That's for 14-year-old boys. Okay? So when I'm saying entrepreneurship, masculinity, what do you bring to the market better? What is it you want to do? How much do you want to earn? How many solutions do you want to give? What, 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 what? Why, 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 why? What and why? How? Ask those three words. What do I want to do with my life? How am I going to do it? And why and where am I going to go when I do it? I'm telling you. Uh, Ken, add anything you want. You know, take your time. Give out all your info. I'll give mine. And hang on the line, and we'll get ready for the month of March, please. Well, I would, not to play, play devil's advocate, I guess, it's like I would... I would disagree a little bit with um, you, the ultimate man. If, if you don't, if you don't care, I okay. Would, uh, I'd say honestly, dep- well, depending on the relationship. But if you like, yeah, date up. You know, find the person who you know makes you better. Who yeah. you know, who you don't like, like, like you almost you almost don't feel you deserve them. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. But if you if you screw up, don't walk out. Don't don't walk away. If mm-hmm. you screw up, or they screw up, and you have that feeling of this is the person for me, mm-hmm. this is the person who supported me through the hard, you know, the hardships of business and life and whatever else, then don't walk away. You know, stand there, admit you're wrong, and um, work on making yourself better. Make make make, make yourself. You know, something that you can be proud of, they can be proud of. And like I said, if it's meant to be, then it's meant to be. If right. not, then, you know, whatever. But, no, it, it's, I think we need to all learn from, if, if we screw up, we need to learn from that experience. And, uh, you know, um, we are, we become, I think we become more. When we screw up, and when we when we learn from those screw ups, and when we when we rise to the occasion after those screw ups, and, and prove that you know either we are what they thought, mm-hmm. or we're more than they thought. You know, so that's that's my opinion. You know, no, but what I meant what I meant with that, just I want to clarify that is, I think that uh, once you have reached a confidence and a level. Because I think that has a lot to do with masculinity. What I'm saying is when you have a woman, you're going out with a woman that has every opportunity to meet anybody she wants, is self-sufficient and all that, a lot of times they are going to go and possibly look for the next best place to go. I just feel a man that has the confidence at that point can allow her to leave and be okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and And I think that... I think what what's happened to men is there's a lot of men that just think that they can't go on without whatever it is and that's not the truth because look it there's no matter what you do 
there's always going to be another side of the coin, no matter what it is. That's how life is, okay? And you have to become, you know, I was talking about myself. You have to become so selfish, so self-sufficient and selfish in a way. Not the way everybody portrays selfishness. But look, if Ken's not taking care of his health, what can Ken do for his business or anyone else? Same way with me. That, oh, yeah. that people would call that a form of selfishness. I totally disagree. It's the same way with the relationship. Who comes first in a relationship? And I know people say, well, the other, no, they don't. You do. All right. Because look, anything that you transpire into with anything, you have to be the best example of you. Even when you have those breakdown days on yourself. All right. So, you know, I, I what I, what I want to say is this. If something's worthwhile and you can save it, by all means, do. But remember this. I've learned this a number of times with anything you do. It's never as good the second time around if it went up in flames, no matter what it is. It doesn't have to be a relationship either. So that's what I meant, basically. I meant that take care of yourself first, make you the number one, and then you'll be good for your girlfriend, your wife, your sons, daughters, your mother, your father. You know, that's the most important thing because I'll tell you right now, coming from a family of of a brother who died of muscular dystrophy, I saw what that health stuff was firsthand. There was my brother that couldn't do anything anymore. You know, we had to take care of my parents, all that. So I come from a little bit of a different side of the tracks with a lot of things because I understand that I watched my brother disintegrate to nothing and die of pneumonia in his sleep. That's, that's, that's something you'll never forget when you see him. And I, my parents had that door shut. I opened it and there my brother was before he was taken, you know, out of the house. Um, there's things that just, uh, engrave themselves on you. And I, I want to tell people, take care of yourself first. Cause if you do that, every other damn thing you want in your life is going to happen. Anything else, brother? No, I'm, that's that's me, man. I, I covered it all. Okay, um, give out uh, obviously the website and anything else, and I'll give my stuff out. And hang on, please. Yeah, like before uh, before I said that, you know, it was just like um, you know, recovery athletics, R E K O V E R Y athletics dot com. Uh, we're based in Vancouver, Washington, and uh, yeah, for you know online coaching, in person coaching, and everything else, you can find that all on the website there. Okay, very good. Uh, this is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Um, go out to, well, we'll do it first. If there's a show you like Ken and I to do, Fiorella Barbell at nightcap.r.com. Also, to um, go out to iTunes and Stitcher and give us a five-star review. Uh, that's what we've gotten. We appreciate that. You can get us in your car through AHA directory. That's aha. Also, to... Um, Let's see, what, what do I want to hit next? Well, if someone seeks you out in the concrete jungle or the gym, five words of inspiration will change your life. As my mom said when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile that day. That might be all they get. And if you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, squat it, pull it, push it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. As the great who's of steel stone crusher says in blood red, domination, we are domination. We clear-cut the path. We don't follow anyone's dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. Also, too, no one will ever clip our balls. And as Russell Fur says, 
when I hear your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. This today and every other one prior and future will always be of this magnitude. But more than anything, we help people. That's what we do. Also, too, Frank Klein, my greatest college professor in business, repetition, repetition, repetition. Uh, quitters never win and winners never quit. Also, my dad be a leader, not a follower. John Ridge, the greatest chiropractor ever. He'd walk every patient to the door and say, keep smiling. Say that on your best or worst there. Just walk around. Watch the mind shift you'll have. Um, no one will ever uh, quit. Let's see. No, that's not what I want here. Um, well, you know what I'll do here? We'll just go to, um, let me see. Who do I want to go to next? I've got a million of them. Uh, be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a hundred or more of your friends we're coming because we won't kick your door and we'll blow the roof off your house. We got a plumber here now and I've got him in my right ear. That's why. Um, also too, um, as, uh, Les Brown says, you'll have greatness in you. We got your back and we believe in you. And I don't know many people that would take that, um, and do that for you. It is very, very important. Uh, Ken, Happy New Year. I didn't say that to you. Happy 2018. Oh, yeah. um, it's o- it's always an honor to have you on the show. And um, this show will be up, what's today? Wednesday. This show will be up Friday. Carmen Caputo's will be up tomorrow about masculinity. And this show is incredible, especially with everything we touched on with entrepreneurship. This was definitely a big playbook today. Um so I thank you for being on, brother. It's always great to have you here. Thank you, sir. Anytime. So for Ken Nowicki, Eric Fiorello, as I said, this show will be up Friday. We'll have Ken on next month. So, you know, we gave you some great information. If you want to become an entrepreneur, by all means, get started. Don't be afraid. Don't listen to the other people around you. Seek out people that are in it or going to do it, or have had success in some realm of business and life and relationships. Because you know what? When you build good, strong health, good, strong business, and good, strong relationships, you can't lose. May you have a prosperous day, and we're always here for you. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation & Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.